Welcome back. These are Pandemic Pints. Welcome back to another episode of the show. And thank you, yes, you, for tuning in to the third of our Coping with Lockdown series. Today, we'll be talking to another guest about their experiences, challenges, habits, so on and so forth over the last year. But first, JP, it's a glorious Saturday out there. What beer are you ah, today? I'm having the whiplash. Oh, the whiplash. This better be good for $5.45 a can. If oh, this is not right. good, I am going to absolutely destroy this company. Sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, $5.45. You better. That's, this better be that's liquid madness. gold. That's madness. Is it a so, IPA, is it? Uh, it's a double. Well, I, I said there's $5.45 for the double IPA. Or yeah. it's 520 for the single IPA. And I said, well, if I'm going to pay 545, I might as well get 8% so of well alcohol. Me, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, go for the double. What are you drinking there? I got a Wicklow Wolf. I, I stood in front of the the beer fridge at Super Value and I had a realization that I've, I've, I've tried, I think, nearly everything in front of me. And uh, I was just drawn to the Wicklow Wolf, the Elevation Pale Ale, 4.8%. I'm pretty sure we've had it before. I know personally, I've definitely had it before. So we're going to uh, we're going to try it again today. It, it's it's always a always a good one. You, you can't go wrong with Wicklow Wolf. I think. Are we allowed um, to travel into Wicklow again now? Are we under the twenty k? I don't know. Is this beyond the twenty k? Jesus, you might you might catch something <laughs> on the way. Uh, <laughs> here, housekeeping. Oh, uh, lots of giving out. The, the monarchy lots. have have stirred some feelings in some people. I think. Um, I know from my end, we had stern feedback. Uh, we were called royal apologists. Um, I, shocking, shocking uh, damnation of our character. But there you go. The people were, were, you're were definitely, giving out. You were definitely a royal apologist. I, I would agree with all those people giving out. For people calling me that, I would tell them I have a few things oh, well, to you're, say you're, you're a royal apologist by association now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you had some interesting feedback about the cost involved in all this. Because we well, were saying... People, the, the, the 69 million is too much but you heard otherwise yeah it's apparently you know through the tourism and all that stuff they bring in like over 600 million dollars a year so to, to, the, uh, to britain yeah that's, yeah it's that's britain. a lot yeah no no the, I, my argument maybe i did maybe i did say this and i'll backtrack on it so but uh is never never was that it was the financial thing of why they'll get people will get rid of them it's more of all the other stuff. But anyways, yeah, yeah. people were giving out about, yeah, shut up about the money. They make lots of money. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think overall, there's no love lost between our listeners and the royal family. That, that's what I picked up anyway over the last, uh, over the last week. But that's Not fine. Not very popular. Not very popular. That's, that's, that's so. fine. <laughs> Come here. Uh, we have another guest uh, today. And Ooh. this is a, a, I would say, a very proud Limerick man. Exiled in the capital for the last number of years now it's probably gone on a decade i'd say at this point I, and i would say one of the most knowledgeable craft beer people i know mr mm. rob ryan rob welcome how are you thanks for that intro uh knowledgeable is an interesting word to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i don't know rob i, I think first, i i think first, you're first i've been waiting for you to do an intro this is what I'm drinking. I need to open it now because I'm absolutely gasping for a drink. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> what <laughs> that is that? Is, uh, that is a Hope Brewery uh, limited edition number 24 Bohemian Pilsner. Hope Brewery, I'm incredibly lucky, is literally 0.8 of a mile away from my house. 
Savage. It is. Um, and then even shorter distance to that is a really good uh, independent off-license called McHugh's. Um, and they stock like nearly every Irish brewery that they can get their distribution onto, um, as well as a ton of international craft stuff as well. So I'm... Oh boy, so you have lots of on your, on your front door. Yeah, like yeah, door, like five, whichever door, one of the doors. Yeah, five minute walk. Beer, so. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to when society opens back up again because we we know uh, my wife is in a book club with one of the brewers in Hope, um, and since we've known him working there, it's been locked down. But like they have a tap room in in the brewery, so as soon as that kind of stuff is allowed, we've an open invite to rock up there for a night um, nice. and stumble back home. I have couple questions in that first one. When you listen to us in the podcast talk about beer, does it just not make you upset that you know so much and here we are blabbing on? We have no clue no. what we're drinking ever. <laughs> no, we're a bunch not... of idiots when it comes to beer. We have a no. podcast about beer. Yeah, no, like it, it's been brilliant. It's, I, I've found it really interesting, like to see, you know, hit different breweries each time and different types styles of beer. Remember, Stack Stack sent me the. the the kind of question, questions before, you know, so I could do my homework, like, yes, would I consider myself a, a craft beer connoisseur? No, like, I have probably maybe in my life tried to listen to the, what the brewing process for beer is five times, and I still don't know what it is. I can't, like, to me, like a connoisseur, a fishing ad or, you know, whatever, it's like somebody who actually kind of knows it, knows all about the ingredients and stuff like that. About seven or eight years ago, I got really into, like, the Irish craft beer scene, and by really into it, I mean, I was finding out all their names of their breweries and finding out what beers they had or what beers they were. Like about eight years ago, I could tell you what brewery was about to open and who's released the latest IPA mm. or a stout or whatever. But I was just following it and trying to kind of get a bottle or a can of whatever was going. I fell off in the last, you know, in the last number of years. I don't know as much as going on. But because I had that off license down the road, I can walk in there once a week or once every two weeks and look at the Irish shelf and just every like if you go down once every two weeks there's at least five new beers from from different irish breweries in there every time and i'll i'll generally try like i'll try everything once but you know food and drink wise i'm adventurous enough um in trying things doesn't mean you're mm. always gonna like it but I, I will i will try try everything and i like that the best thing i thought about when you started podcast is that you started drinking the begargles and the, the rye river stuff because it's local like it is mm. the i like in ireland that we've got so many um different breweries opening now um that you can try you can get a good bit of variety but like yeah i don't like i still don't know how beer is brewed i don't i don't know i know there's lo i know i know there's hops and hops give them flavors i don't know which ones give what and that's why you need to start to you need to get the website going so you can put a photo of what you're drinking and your description so people so we can go back and look and say oh yeah that was the one that they didn't like <laughs> or did like you know, i started following because i like i i'm the same you know i i get my wife Lena to try some of the stuff i'd be bringing home as well she's like oh yeah, i really like that one and i go back to the off license two they're like i can't remember which one that was i don't oh, I, like yeah. i don't know whether it was this hop or that hop or don't, like i don't know like what's a double ipa jp versus an ipa <laughs> a double ipa just knows a lot stronger <laughs> so do you have a favorite beer rub mm -mm. No, like if I'm if I'm out, I'll drink a Guinness. Unless yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, unless I'm. I was going to ask that. I was curious if you go into the pub, do you actually drink Guinness or do you get yeah. craft beer? Yeah. No, okay. like if there's a craft beer that I think I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to have a try. I'll probably have one of those. But like standard, you know, night out would be would be Guinness. Um, I have like, I kind of I go style. So I go from 
I, I prefer darker down to light. Like, uh, it was funny why that I picked up that one as a Pilsner. Like, a Pilsner and Lager would be the last thing I'd actually go for ever. Mm-hmm. So, I'd normally start with a stout or a porter, and then like browns or reds, and then kind of hazies or sours, and then IPAs and lagers would actually be the things. That's just where my, my taste goes. Mm-hmm. And then within each of those categories, I'd have a couple of go tos um, in the Irish ones, or if I see it, like, an Irish crowd has brought out a new stout or a porter mm. or, you know, or a brown or, you know, a special black IPA or something like that. Like, I'll always try to pick up one of those. What's the most expensive beer you ever drank? I I think one that like I bought myself, I once paid 22 or 23 euro 50 for a bottle. Jeez. It wasn't that big. It was, it was at my birthday. It was actually when uh, I lived in Dundrum, when you, the place stacked with you, there was a, you moved into when you moved back to the States. There's a, yeah. an off-license up in Dundrum on the crossroads oh, yeah, there yeah. called Devonies. And that's actually where I started to get into craft beer. They had um uh, they had a good selection there. It's my birthday, and it was uh, actually an ex-Viking, um, uh, Dex. Dex was big into his craft beer back when we were in college times, long before I knew what the you know, craft or micro or whatever term you want yeah. to use. He used to always go on about this crowd, Brewdog, over in Scotland. Like now they're massive, but back then you couldn't get their beers usually, except for these really special mm. once-off ones they did. So I had a beer called Abstract, spelled with a K, and they did like they did it once every year, once every two years, and it was like you know it was one of those ones that had the cork in it with the screw, you know, the metal screw tap on it, and the idea is they they would brew them and they were they were kind of like stouts, but they were like 16 percent. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, and then before. and so you buy them and you hold on to them for a couple of years, and they get apparently they go up higher or whatever. So I bought. Oh God! So I, I bought that on Dex recommendation, and it was gack. It was so <laughs> bad. It was twenty two euro. Yeah, yeah, and point. I was like, I was never so angry at at something like I could have bought like I ate like a, a load of you know, cans of Guinness, Jesus, cans of Murphy, like anything, and been happier. Yeah. But yeah, it was a massive waste. It was just it, like there was just no flavor except for just strong alcohol. That's like the price it. of a good bottle of wine. Yeah, um, a, I was yeah. gonna say the most most expensive beer I've ever bought was probably at a sporting event because you, oh you know, yeah, you yeah. pay like fifteen dollars for a small can of beer. Yeah, yeah, we had that how, one. Yeah. How long, Rob? Um, have you lived in Dublin? Because I said there about a decade, and what are we now? Twenty twenty one. It's longer, is it? It's since I graduated from college, so it's gone. On, it's over ten years now. That's what. Jeez. That's it's thirteen. Be thirteen going on fourteen. Yeah. So you've you've obviously uh, uh, an in depth knowledge of the pub scene in Dublin. Can you identify a favorite Dublin pub? Because I know you know there's people listening to this um, outside of Ireland who you know maybe have never come and would would come and be like I don't know where to go. You know, obviously, when pubs reopen, so on and so forth. Would you, would you have a, a number one, or maybe is there like a three top three that it's between? Oh, yeah, like there's so two, there's two, and they're really close to each other on on Marion Road, Baggy Street. Would be uh, O'Donoghue's uh, yeah. pub and Toners. Like those would be, yeah, best. Like for me, the best nights or best days where you've gone in and it's quiet and kind of they're small well Donahue's is, is small kind of a small mm. pub really narrow long pub uh like really old comfy couches kind of dark um yeah. and just great guinness this is a really yeah. good guinness and toner's a slightly bigger pub on the corner just down the road from it again it's the guinness, like it's the reason got for the guinness yeah you sit there all day um and so, yeah. oh, Donahue's not really big in the back though is it 
not really, no. No. Donahue's have the mu- music, or is that a different one? They do, yeah. They do yeah, music, yeah. yeah. But when they play the music, they, t- they end up taking up half the seats. Yeah. Know, the yeah. inside of O'Donoghue's is very small, but they have like a big smoking area. It's a big smoking area. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge, 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 huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, the Guinness there is some of the best I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's top class. Yeah. Um, I suppose, Rob, if we were to jump into the whole uh, coping with lockdown and living with lockdown, and, you know, we're all sick and tired of it now at this point. But, um, curious to know if if i guess how how has it been going the last what are we now uh 12 13 14 months any healthy habits any new disciplines uh no you know any, <laughs> anything like that no. to share i'm glad, glad you like you've had me on after walsh as well so people can compare like, like a really clean living you know he's counting his spinaches and all this kind of stuff like me no, like this there's literally like an empty packet of jellies on the floor right there there's not a full pack right beside them uh, no like it's it's like it's been mad it's been really interesting in the last couple of weeks um but my wife lena and, and a good buddy of mine were invited to do talks in ul for the chemistry business school they've been doing kind of um lunchtime interviews uh with people who were involved in different initiatives during like the early lockdown last year where, you know, things were really tight. So Lena's uh, company got involved with on post and sent out that imagination uh, kind of a coloring book and, and mm-hmm. stuff to all, like all the kids around the country and Buddy Flash set up the Feed the Heroes movement that was there during the first wave to get people fed uh, on, on the front line. Like kind of thinking like that was, what, just about a year ago? Yeah. Feels like, you know, feels like five years ago. No, like the 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 things that have kept me sane, I guess, is is forcing myself in the evening times. Like we you know, we take turns putting the kids down. We both kind of go out to bed at the same time. And instead of one of us doing bed, you know, both of us doing bedtime, one can go out go out for a walk. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're really lucky where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite nice. There's there's a walk right down on the coast, like two minutes from the house, and you could you could walk it for an hour and a half if you wanted, or you know, you can do 15, 20 minutes. Um, for me, like that. Especially kind of summer last year when I think we, before we did loosened up when like, you know, when the first kind of lockdown kept mm-hmm. on being extended and extended and we kind of did, you know, wasn't really seeing where we were going. Um, I got, I was really busy with work as well. We were about to launch a product over in the States. So I was working kind of half American hours some days, um, as well as Irish hours, as well as kind of juggling childcare with the, with the kids uh, and my wife working full time too. And like when the weather was good, especially last spring, summer, just to get out in the evening for a half hour, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, stick on a podcast or a bit of music in the headphones and just kind of walk out the day, you know, process it um, and try not to try not to come back in with my shoulders mm-hmm. up around my ears and kind of thinking like, here we go again mm-hmm. for another another lockdown. One of the biggest habits I did, it wasn't until the the very end of the year, I like I stopped looking at the numbers every day. Um, sometime around October, November, like you know, we were sitting down with the phones out at the kitchen table, half six every evening, going, Jesus, this this number and this number, you know, yeah. we're gonna be, you know, kind of every day. And I was like, I just like without being callous about it, I was just like, it was doing my head no good, like, um, yeah, because whether they were going up or down, like, oh, they're going up, great, we might, you know, something good might happen, but like, nothing was coming, like, and then they were bad, it's like, Jesus, we're in this for another couple of weeks, so. I just stopped looking. Uh, I stopped looking for numbers. To be honest, I actually stopped listening to like what the new, what the potential new guidelines would be, or when we're going to yeah. get. I just when when the changes were made, fine. I'll read up on them then, and I'll go. Yeah. But I just stopped. I stopped kind of trying to 
project out and see where we were going because it was just yeah. depressing. Like I, I think I'm at that point now, to be honest with you. I've like someone asked me today, what are the new restrictions that came in or when, when is the new? And I was like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Like I just, you know, <laughs> I'll just go about my day. And uh, if someone tells me otherwise that I can't, then that's it. But Jesus. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unbelievably uh, tiresome at this point. I think everybody's is over it, you know? Yeah. I thought like the, um, the walks, Rob. Sorry, go ahead, JP. I just say those walks are great. Like, I think that's, you said you didn't have any healthy habits, but like mm. so many people wouldn't even do that, you know? Like, I think that's just, you got to give yourself a lot of credit there. That's, that's, that's really healthy. I mean, obviously you're, you're, like you said, you're fortunate. You have the, you know, the ocean right there. So do you ever go for swims in the ocean? I did one, um, uh, like uh, so, like last spring and summer, like I was, it was either walks or I, I would run, um, on a really small beach for kind of uh, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Um, I was doing that uh, last year, spring and summer. Then when the wind, you know, the autumn comes in, it's kind of darker. It's it's too. Well, um, I generally run around the beach because not too. I don't know. My knees are knackered from playing sports when we were younger. So running on the road isn't really. I can't do a huge amount of it for too long. Not that I'd be running any great distances or any great paces, but. Um, we have a there's a really lovely beach, five minute drive from the house, and it's class because the the way the tide comes in every night. What beach is that? It's called Burrow Beach. Burrow. Um, sometimes called, okay. called the Hidden Beach. It's really small. Um, yeah, it's it's on kind of the north side of the whole headland, um, in behind mm. the dart line. Um, oh, and, yeah. I think I, oh, can you okay. see I it went, from the dart, right? You can see it from the dart, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I think yeah, I know. Yeah. It is, it is hidden back there. I, I tried yeah. to find it, but I couldn't find it. You actually like so. to get in to get into it. It's like there's a small kind of uh, alleyway in between two houses. Yeah. Um, okay. To go in, but yeah, it's it's lovely there. Like even to bring the kids in the weekends, but the tide changes every night, so it looks like a different beach nearly every night that you go to. So it's it's, it's really nice to run on. So I was doing that. And then I finally pick, picked up the courage, uh, like one evening, it was kind of warm enough. I was like, geez, I'll go for a quick swim after doing my jog, you know, before I go home. And uh, did when different swim, it was freezing cold. It was like, I think I, if I lasted three minutes in the water, like that was it. <laughs> it's great. You always see people in there swimming. Some people just in their togs, some people in their, you know, in their yeah, full yeah, wetsuits yeah. and all that kind of stuff. As I was walking out of the water, I kind of looked down and I just, my hand like millimeters away from brushing off a jellyfish. Um, oh, I don't have my glasses on because I obviously can't swim with my glasses on and I don't I haven't had contact lenses in years so like I could have swam face first into one um and there was <laughs> there was actually warnings on the beach out in Holt where people swim as well that the the was it the Portuguese man of war was around oh the weather was Jesus. So warm. yeah that was I think, I think the one I went past was just a standard jellyfish I don't even know what would have stung me but I was like that kind of put me off to swim I eat yeah um, I need to find somewhere that can like get like goggles that are prescriptions that at least if I'm swimming in the water, um, mm-hmm. I do. But I love it. Like we bought, I bought uh, wetsuits for the two girls uh, last summer, as as kind of teaching them, you know, bringing them in and out of the water uh, properly. That's great. They're, yeah. they're at an age I'd love to. We haven't really got them swimming yet, or you know, haven't got them lessons to go swimming yet, and with the pools being closed for so long. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's them, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, bringing them into the Irish water, it's nothing. Nothing going, nothing do you think you you'll right. continue this after um lockdown rob do you, do you yeah think, like, like i did walks and the runs and yeah the, the, yeah the, the walks i'll probably try maybe run a bit more um just for the for the fitness but like i they, they, that wasn't 
the walks the walks actually were lockdown specific or pandemic specific because if usually if I was going out or an evening I was going out for a run um mm. and then I like I kind of peak and trough my runs over the years like I might be great for six months and then terrible for six months or three months on or three months off um but I, I think the walk I think the walk to clear the head in the evening all right a couple of times a week is, is definitely something I'll keep up as well as tacking on a few runs here and there yeah do you find yourself i think we've jp asked a lot of people this question do you, do you find yourself um having more beer now during lockdown at home or less beer than if you were you know free to roam and head to o'donohue's and toners and so on and so forth i i think i've increased the freak the amount of the frequency in which i i drink but okay. decreased the overall quantity in which i drink so okay like, there's no there's no like there's no parties there's no weddings there's no you know there's no nights out for for big events or whatever um which you know you kind of have a decent quantity of, you know a quantity on one or two nights out like especially for you know a weekend or a wedding but mm. like like that like i think when you started a podcast and stuff as well i i was kind of ordering slabs of cans off some of the breweries direct like last spring and last summer so i had like four you know i'd have 48 cans in the house so i was having maybe like <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, they were the, the rascals ones, you know, the, the kind of small yeah. ones, you know, but like, I'm, and I was ordering other stuff as well, you know, larger cans, but I might have, because I was getting stuff that I might not have before, you know, or, just, uh, you know, supporting the Irish businesses as we were, like I'd have maybe one, right. yeah, yeah. one or two cans for two, three nights in a week, whereas, you know, before lockdown, wouldn't really have drank in the evenings at home, you know, but on a Friday night, you know, you go out or right. Saturday night. You might go for pints on a Friday night at work or something. Night, yeah, if you're going to a match or something, or yeah. or you know, there's a wedding coming up or something, you know, someone's party mm, and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. I think I think I haven't sat down and done a meticulous calculation on it. To be honest, there might be yeah. afraid, might be afraid of results. I think I think it's interesting you say that, Rob, because um, a survey came out during the week saying that uh, people in Ireland drink, on average, I do want to emphasize the average part, the equivalent of forty bottles of vodka per year. So what they're saying is, if you look deeper into the report, everybody aged fifteen and over is drinking 10.8 liters of pure alcohol Oof. per year, which, which when you see those numbers, I mean, that's, I mean, I would consider myself an average person. Um, do I think I'm drinking the equivalent of 40 bottles of vodka a year though? I certainly hope not, but uh, yeah, yeah, what do you, are, what yeah. do you think when you see, when you see God, numbers like that? 40 bottles for 40 bottles of vodka. That's a, <laughs> a stark. Just lighting them up on the wall. Oh, no, like it is. I mean, it's an age-old question, you know. Question in Ireland, or is that is our drinking, you know, our drinking culture, and what it is. The end. You know where, like, that whatever it was ten point eight, whatever it was liters. Like, where does that rank us? Was that in in sort of worldwide study or Europe or? I, so I think it was just like an Irish, like a just, study, just does a study on Irish people's drinking habits during the pandemic. Yeah, it's kind of see, you know, you know, were the Germans any better or worse, or the French? French do we kind of, <laughs> kind of compare ourselves? Yeah, like it, but it is like it is like as as a as a nation, as a culture, we have a inverted commas drinking problem. Um, like in in two things, I think you sent me a link. Like there was another study about the about the units or something per week that people, you know, whatever units of people are drinking. Like for me, there's there's I there's two things to that, like. Uh, one is like, is it something like if you have over six? I think it's who's reading study. It's about if you have over six units um, of alcohol in one sitting, it's considered by medical definitions as a binge. 
Um, so, like, I don't know, the two here, I'm after cracking open a treaty, pale ale there now, treaty city, it's the first time I actually managed to get the, the treaty city mm. stuff up in Dublin. Um, I was excited when I saw that during the week. Like, if I have those two cans and then another small can tonight, just that, you know, chatting to you, watching TV, that's a, that's that's technically a binge. And yeah, then, I was binging by two o'clock this afternoon, like. Yeah, so. yeah, like, and, and, and the things are like, like, like it's normalized in Ireland that when you actually look at that unit, you're like, sure, that, you know, like that can't be a binge because that's three beers or whatever it is. But like, you know, to me, the problem is that our culture is that that's like saying that six units is too little to be considered a binge is actually what the problem is. It's like, you have to accept that medically. How, how many beers does it take you to get buzzed? Just me? for everyone here. Yeah. Uh, it depends. It depends on the beer. <laughs> If we drink one of those eight percent, probably just that one. Couple, how many Guinnesses? Uh, Two, three, three four Guinnesses. Three is my magic number. Stack. Yeah, it's a two, two or three. Yeah, yeah. But I have a very like three. I I I consider our I. I We're all very, lightweights, lads. Yeah, I have a low I have a boy I have a low tolerance for alcohol. Like I, <laughs> and that that's another thing that we're like trying to find the the craft or the micro beers actually helps me out because generally you drink them a bit slower. If I'm on a mm. night out. Mm. That'll generally keep my pace so that I try not to end up getting blacked out or whatever. Um, but like <laughs> we do, I I think stack yeah. Like there's reports they come out every couple of years. I like, think they're grim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. It is it is grim. But like we're still talking about this. We talk about this when we were 15, 16. Yeah. We talk about it in our twenties. Yeah. We're still talking about it in our thirties. It's a thing in our country. Um, do you think? Do you think people though will drink less like in the future? Here. In Ireland. Yeah. I yeah, like how what's your future 10 20 50 80 uh, like 30 years you think people will be drinking less possibly possibly I was I was driving the car the other day actually I was listening to I think it was I think it was a show I don't know who was on with Claire Byrne but uh sounded like they had like a load of wine and beers inside in the studio and your one was talking Claire Byrne through all these different things and and they spent the 10 minutes i was listening to they actually spent it talking about like no low like no and low alcohol wine and beers um didn't sound like any of them tasted very nice by the sounds of the, the reviews coming through but whoever was on with claire byrne talking her through all these things was saying apparently the the she, i think she said millennials the, the millennials mm. uh, as a cost as consumers are looking for more of these options than the previous generations for them before yeah. so that's why you see a lot more like, I don't know, when we were drinking our 20s, like maybe, I think it was Erdinger or, or um, mm-hmm. might have been like the only kind of alcohol-free beer you could get in mm-hmm. in a pub. Now you have, I think there's a the hiding conversion. There's yeah, a, yeah. They're all the zero zeros. And you see in, in the in the off-license now, like there's tons of different different versions of it. So obviously there's definitely demand in the market for that. Yeah. So like there's what one was, was kind of getting to is that the next, you know, the generation coming uh, has a different... Or yeah, has a different attitude to alcohol than than those yeah. that have gone previous. So as we're talking about cutting down our drinking, when usually you cut something out, you want to add something. In the last five years, what would you say has been the best habit that you built in your life? Sleep, which is actually funny because in the last five years, like I've had two, you know, we've had <laughs> we've had two daughters. So maybe I think what is like maybe it's coincided with that is I really understand the importance of sleep to me. I like I, no, I don't. I try get eight hours, um, or what I try to do is try get eight hours on average over the week, 
give or mm. take. I don't I don't count it meticulously, but like I can't I can't stay up till twelve or one o'clock watching something on Netflix and then get up at half six seven in the morning, mm. get the kids ready and get out and do a productive day's work. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Um, uh, so I I've yeah I guess having a newborn in the house and not being able to get an uninterrupted six or seven hours of sleep made me really realize how much that was beneficial to me not just feeling tired like it just brain couldn't function mm. um on on really bad nights in my so definitely in my last five years i'd say mm. that and i have you know that book i think you, you think jeffy you might have read or t- definitely talked about it. it's like why we sleep yeah yeah by matthew walker yeah, yeah yeah i had that i think i got three pages into it and i have it on my book i'm, I'm beside my bed for the last year and a half i still have yeah, it through the rest it, of it. It, it you, <laughs> i thought you were it gonna put say you sleep it yeah me sleep. it did, it, it, that's it did. What but he but he yeah. says in the introduction the best thing about this my book could be if it puts you to sleep it's like, oh, class. <laughs> just watch an hour-long video of him on uh, uh something ferris whatever that guy's name is and you can get the whole gist of it honestly yeah it's 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 the most important thing it really is. It's more important than nutrition. It's more important than exercise, is what he argues, mm. and he's got a pretty pretty strong argument for it. It's it. Yeah. So I, I would agree with you there. Like the difference between even seven to eight hours of sleep for myself is just like crazy. Like I, I didn't ever. I, I started sleeping eight hours. I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like it, you just feel so much better, and then you go back to seven. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't take it. You know, it's just yeah. it's. Mm. It's All rough. Right. I during those five hour sleep a night days, I, I I struggle with that now. Yeah, it's like you you notice it as a kid. You know, as the kids get older and they start sleeping more during the night, and then they'll get sick or they just have a rough night, and you might be you know, you end up getting two blocks of three or two blocks of four hours, and it's just I'm made it on like a three, feel like a three night bender then the following day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, a lot of people uh, over last year have um been saving a lot of money but a lot of people have also been like gone mad spending money uh as well best purchase you've made in the last year for a hundred dollars or less yeah you sent me that one i honestly i had to actually outsource the answer to this question i had to turn around <laughs> to Milena and I go what have i bought in the last year and like that's not like i just i'm not a massively overly materialistic person i don't generally don't buy things this might actually shock you jp i've never bought anything off amazon I've never used Amazon. <laughs> what is website. wrong with you? Yeah, I just, I've never used, uh, um, like, and then, and so, like, I, like, the biggest, I, and I've, I, like, after scratching my head for a while, I was like, all oh, in, did, like, I have a pair of, a newish pair of um, Vibram runners, but uh, they're five, the Vibram foot glove. Oh, uh, the finger foot, gloves. Yeah, the finger Wait, ones. The ones that foot go, gloves. Foot gloves. They go individually on your toes. And then it's like, Rob, I bought those for you. I them. So I was like, so like the biggest like the biggest purchase I bought that I think was about fifty or sixty quid was a was a power sander for doing woodwork. Oh, um, ah, there you go. Yeah, and but you like love working that wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like that. Yeah, it's gone downhill. Yeah. Just uh, brought the conversation yeah. down. <laughs> it, was, it was going really well there. We're talking about sleep and healthy habits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, you're about half a true to did double IPA there, JP, is it? <laughs> Here, I just noticed, actually, the two of you, you're going to have to start sending your guests some of those pint glasses. So, that, like, I'm not raising this generic, like, really shoddy-looking <laughs> Rockshore lager with my uh, 3D City pale ale inside in it. 
know. You know well, you like, got that Rockshore light uh, or Rockshore pint glass for free when you bought some beer, didn't you? Yeah, we definitely didn't steal it out of a pub at any point. <laughs> um, so how's we, the wood sender? I, you, in, in all seriousness, I heard you do like to sand the wood and do woodwork stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll fit the full uh, wood plane story into the podcast stack. Um, oh yeah, I remember that actually. Uh, Rob's birthday a couple of years ago. Did you get a plane, a wood yeah. plane for your birthday? That was it. Yeah, it and we was, carried it around on a pub yeah, call around Dublin. Yeah, my, my parents just sent it up with my sister. Uh, That's right. To, to I Dublin. That. They bought me, uh, <laughs> as requested, a Stanley wood plane. Um, and I met my sister for my sister for like dinner, and then I was meeting you for a few for a few drinks. Uh, just one or two. Yeah, and then we lost. And it. then two a.m. Yeah, and then we, that, there was supposed to be a few drinks before my thirtieth birthday the following day. So That's we lost right. we lost it that yeah. night. And then we were back in town for my birthday for pretty much an all-day pub crawl. And we, we retrieved it. And we found it the plane. A, yeah. Brought it on a pub crawl with us and then lost it again. Lost it again. <laughs> but found it. Yeah, I did. I, I got it back. I used, I, used, I used it to stand on my door, door saddles in the house when we moved in. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I do a bit, Jiffy. I always, I've, I've always had an interest in it. And how much, how much woodworking I, I do, like, kind of, again, goes up and down um where we live at the moment like you know the house is great and stuff but actually i don't have a safe place to do it year round um some of the tools obviously were power tools and i don't have an outdoor uh electricity source or, or a place that's waterproof um so that's obviously a big no-no and uh, have extension cables coming out the windows and in, in the lashing rain but um yeah i i still in the kids playroom <laughs> weren't you doing that weren't you a, making Hurley's there for a while. I did, yeah. I like um I found I the kind of found some ash uh a while back, um, fresh fallen. Um and I made my my goddaughter who's down in Limerick and made her a, a Hurley. It's like a small, you know, small little kid's one. Mm, yeah. Um yeah, and then like the other big project I did was I did a flower bed out the front of our house with railway sleepers. Oh nice. Um so I built built a frame for that and filled it in and uh we did flowers like I've got the things like I I read and I kind of come up with my ideas more than I actually execute them. Um, like mm -hmm. part of that is just not you know, not the, the proper place to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Some of that is is the motivation. Like more I'm going to get to do is in the evening time. Um, yeah, yeah. If so you had these, I kind of need needs to be bright. If you, in your last, one other little question here now, Rob. If you had a gigantic billboard across the world, what would the message be? Find empathy. Interesting. Mm. Just those two words. Because that if, if the idea there is that if you can find empathy in no matter what situation you're in, whether that's for yourself or for anybody else in that situation with you, you're more likely to have a more positive outcome than a negative one. I think that's the two best words I've ever heard on this podcast. I agree. Well, it, 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 originally, it originally started as be sound, but I thought I might kind of classy it up a bit just for the podcast. No, I like fine empathy. I think that's even deeper. So it's fantastic. We need to do a whole other episode on that. Um, <laughs> Rob, tell us how was the uh, how was the beer? They were great, actually. the The Pilsner from Hope was good. Their their specials, the limited editions ones that they do. I think they've never had a bad one, and they're on about twenty four now. It's the only time I try try a Pilsner. Um, and I'm super excited about this, like the 3D City, mm -hmm. um, because I've obviously I've been waiting to see them up in Dublin. 
and that's uh it was the outcast juicy ipa um so nice. yeah it's really good it's probably can't see it but it's kind of like cloudy it's not very clear it's good bit of depth in it i think i saw it's it's at 3.8%, so it's lighter than some of your, some of your normal IPAs and stuff. But yeah, it's good and tasty. Nice. Strong recommendation for the both of those. How was your super expensive <laughs> €5.25, JP? Well, when you've had about four cans of Guinness and five cans of Rock Shore, and then you <laughs> saddle up here and you try to throw back one of those, and you, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, I think it tastes nice, but then again, all I can still feel is the taste of smoky ribs in my mouth. So I, I, I smoked some ribs today. They were, they were lovely. So, uh, so the, the, the food accompaniment for your double IPA is ribs. That's what I yeah. picked up. Uh, yeah. That. yeah. Um, Wicklow yeah. Wolf, lads, I, I think you can't really go wrong with the old pale ale from, from Wicklow Wolf. It's a standard. It's available in nearly, I would say, every Spar, Sintra, off-license uh, around the country. It's a classic. So, um, Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a good one. All right, well, lads, this has been a, a fantastic chat with a great uh, couple of beers. And Rob, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Lads, thanks a million uh, for having me on. It's, um, it's been great. I've been dying to get on since you started a podcast and taking guests. Uh, I know what you were saying as well, you know, it's it's been great for the last last year. Um, you know, there's a running joke, what you call uh conversation between three white men uh these days you call it a podcast um but like but genuinely it's been for me it's been helpful it's been helpful we have you know we don't get to see our, our friends uh anymore but you know being able to have you and having danny on was great and and, and dara and liam um it'd be good to get a couple more uh familiar or new voices on as well um because it's just it's just been something kind of comforting every week um and you know informative but also good crack so cheers thanks a million Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Thanks Great, a lot, man. Thanks a lot, Rob. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next week, JP, we'll see you then. Yeah, go on, lads. Have a good one. <laughs>